Week 7 Free NFL Bets. My name is Eric, the host. And guys, I'm ready to put Week 6 to bed. I don't want to talk about it ever again. I'm done with it. I'm tired of getting gut punched by Monday Night Football. So let's just jump right into the quick recap, and then we'll get into the Week 7 Free NFL Bets, all the NFL bets that I will be placing myself this week. Uh, for week seven. So yeah, let's put week six to bed. Okay. Very quickly, the player props, I had Daniel Jones over 20 and a half completions. That was a little scarier than it uh, needed to be. He waited to the very end and I thought he was going to get benched. And I thought we weren't going to get that, but we got it. The next one, I had a late ad. I had Kadarius Tony over four and a half receptions. He had three in the first opening drive, and then he aggravated his ankle, and now he's out this week. So he didn't finish the game, so that one really hurt. That was going to be an easy, easy cash. So that one hurt. That was kind of a bad break. I should have went Sterling Shepard there instead of Kadarius Tony, since Sterling Shepard was more healthy. Um, so I'll live and learn. Uh, the spread and teasers. I didn't have any straight spread picks this week, but my two-unit spread, I mean, my two-unit Three-team parlay won easily. My most confident play of the week. It was Rams money line, Indy money line with Cincinnati plus seven and a half. So a three-team parlay, that was minus 120. That hit easily for two units. The next one hurt really bad. This was my one and a half unit uh, play. It was Bucks win. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line and the Buffalo Bills money line and the Buccaneers covered easily well was that last week yeah sorry no they kind of had a scare at the end there against Philly uh, with Buffalo if you watch Monday night it was a tough beat again for me uh, that, that one hurt pretty bad I was really excited for that one to cash and it didn't Josh Allen slipped on fourth and inches and they came up short on like the four-yard line, about to score the game-winning touchdown with 30 seconds left. So, yeah, that one hurt, guys. That one hurt a lot. Um, the next two teasers won. Green Bay money line with Kansas City money line. So that teaser won. And the next teaser was Kansas City money line, Buccaneers money line. That one as well. The last uh, three-leg parlay that I placed for one unit lost Kind of in heartbreaking fashion as well, guys. Uh, this one was kind of hard to stomach, too. So the only three losses that I had were really hard to stomach. And the last one was, it was Jacksonville. It was a three-leg parlay again. Jacksonville plus 14.5. They won outright. New England plus 14.5. They lost by six in overtime. And then the Carolina-Minnesota Vikings under 54.5. My goodness, guys. Holy smokes. Carolina gave up two fourth downs, two long fourth downs. I'm talking like fourth and six, fourth and 11 on the final drive of the game to make it go into overtime. So Carolina forced overtime, and then forcing overtime, the total went over 54 and a half. I mean, guys, this one was pretty well going to be under, um, you know, just – Hey, it's the NFL, and just crazy stuff happens, so we'll chalk it up to that. And with that, we are done with Week 6, and let's get to Week 7 
But the good the good news is this, guys. Uh, I'll do the season recap. So the season recap. So I was plus one unit last week. So still, still with the with the three bad beats that I had, I still was plus one unit on the week. And on the year, I'm plus five point seven five units. I'm thirty five and twenty five point eight for fifty seven percent winning percentage. So I'm doing well. I'm right where I thought I was going to be, worst case scenario. And I know that with all the really just bad and weird beats that I've got in this season, I know that we're due. I know that we're due for a winning week here, a huge winning week here very shortly and probably consecutively. And I think it starts this week, guys. I really do. I think it starts this week. So let's get into it. Enough of the intro. Enough of this uh, week six recap. Let's get into what everybody wants to know. What are the free winning NFL bets for this week? Okay, so I have three player props. And then I have four teaser slash parlays. So seven total plays, three 1.5 unit plays, and then four one unit plays. I want to add more player props, but man, these books are so annoying. We know the injury reports. We know who's playing. We know who's not. Just put the lines out for these player props, guys. I mean, there's three or four guys that I want to play, and they're just not releasing the lines. And I know if they release the lines, I already know based off other stuff that I've seen that, hey, it's going to be play on stuff. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to pull the trigger on it. Um, but, yeah, not happening so far. So, again, follow me on Twitter, at FreeNFLBets. At FreeNFLBets on Twitter. So that way you'll get all my Sunday morning late ads if I have any. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, depending on the inactive uh, report inactive list for the teams so okay so with all that said this is what i got first play 1.5 unit player prop tua tangavailoa over 33 and a half passing temps this was minus 120 at caesar sportsbook i think it's up to 34 and a half it might even be 35 and a half passing attempts now um, so again, follow me on Twitter, guys. You want the best line? You want the best number? As soon as I place the bet, I literally tweet out what I just placed. Okay? So literally, you're going to get the exact same line that I get. Follow me on Twitter, guys, at FreeNFLBets. So yeah, quick uh, synopsis of this one, guys. Tua is just very efficient with his completion percentage. So initially I was thinking I was going to go over 22 and a half completions. I think that's what they released originally. And then I thought to myself, you know what? I can't believe I got 22 and a half because I thought the projections were going to be 24 and a half after he completed 33 or I think it was like 37 passes last week. So I just looked at the game. So if you don't know how I bet props, this is how I bet props. The number one thing I have to know before I bet props is how is the game going to go? If I have a very, very good idea of how I think the game script is going to go, then I start looking at the lines for the players. And I say, hey, 
does this fit in? Are they capable of doing this? Are they capable of not doing this? In uh, congruence with the game script. So the game script for the Miami um, and the Atlanta game, it's very simple. It's going to be a close game. I don't think any team is going to blow any other team out. And even if it is, I still think it's going to be somewhat competitive until the fourth quarter where maybe a blowout occurs or happens. But but still, anyways, I don't see Miami running away with this. If anything, I see Atlanta running away with this one. Um, so that's the game script. But the biggest factor in this game, uh, this play, is Miami is the highest pass percentage play uh, team in the NFL. So meaning that they drop back more than any other team in the NFL. I think it's like 68 69%, something like that. So, I mean, they already average 39, 40 passing attempts per game. And then you want to add in that they just don't believe in their offensive line to run the ball, and they don't have a great workhorse running back. Um, so, yeah, guys. And then the other kicker is, Atlanta has no pass rush. They're not very good at rushing the quarterback. They're pretty good at stopping the run. So it just it plays into the hands. I mean, honestly, th- this should really be probably a two-unit play. Um, but, yeah, I stuck with 1.5 units. I feel comfortable with this one, guys. This one should cash. Uh, second player prop is one unit. James Conner over 13.5 rushing attempts. Got this at minus 110, Caesar Sportsbook. This one was supposed to be a little higher, in my opinion. I had this projected at 14.5. So to get this at 13.5, I was pretty shocked about it. Um, again, game script, I got Arizona beating Houston pretty big, which means they're going to be running the ball a lot just to milk the clock and get the game over with. And I like this play for a lot of reasons. Um, one... James has been, he got over 13 and a half. He, he got 14 or more rushing attempts in all three of the blowout wins that they had. So, um, or recently, I believe. You might have to check that. Um, but also Chase Edmonds, he is having a nagging shoulder injury. And so he's been trying to battle that. And so James Conner has been taking over more of the workload. And then the last kicker is that there's Thursday night football on Thursday night, and the Cardinals are hosting the Packers. So really, they just want to get this game over with, guys. And the quickest way to get a game over with is just running the ball and, and nursing a, a lead. So I really like James Conner to get 14 carries. Uh, again, they're concerned with Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds only had four carries last week, and he had the same shoulder problem. And so I just I don't see them risking Chase Edmonds. They like him a lot. They're not going to try to force him to run the ball, and that shoulder's still a little sore. I mean, why would you even do that? Just have James Conner. He's bigger, a bigger back. He can handle the load. So, yeah, I feel really good about that one, guys. I like that one a lot. The next one is the last player prop that I have for the week. It is one unit. And it is DeAndre Hopkins under five and a half receptions. So he's only gone over five and a half receptions. He's only gotten six receptions twice this year. 
And in both instances, I believe that they were competitive games and they were in it. So, yeah, I this one, guys, again, the game script. I think the Cardinals are going to be up early, often, start to finish. There's just going to be no reason to throw DeAndre the ball. I mean, again, you can put that angle in. This is his former team. He's going to want to play well. Yeah, I think they target him in the red zone. I think they want to get him some touchdowns or a touchdown against his former team. But to be airing the ball out to DeAndre Hopkins nonstop, um, which is basically what you have to do. I mean, to get him six catches, you basically have to get him eight targets and and six out of those eight targets have to be perfect passes. And then DeAndre Hopkins doesn't really, you know, miss many catches. He catches pretty much everything. Um, it could happen, but I just, I don't like it. I don't like that to happen, guys. I think this one hits too. Um, this is plus money, by the way. This is plus 115 odds. Caesars Sportsbook. And... The other thing that's surprising is that Houston allows the seventh most catches to wide receivers this season. So they only give up 11 receptions to wide receivers this season per game. And, yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I like everything that goes into this game. I think it's a very predictable game script. And... Yeah, not much else to say there. So those are the three player props that I have for this week. If you're, curi- if you're curious about the other three plays that I'm looking at, I'm waiting on A.J. Dillon rushing attempts over 9.5. So if they give me 9.5, I'm taking that over for a unit. I'm also waiting for Sterling Shepard receptions, 5.5. If it's over 5, I mean, if it's 5.5, I'm taking over 5.5. I love that play. Uh, so many banged up wide receivers for the Giants. Sterling Shepard's going to get all the looks. Um, The last play I'm looking at is Geno Smith passing attempts. If I can get Geno Smith passing attempts at a low, I mean, they only have him projected at 204 passing yards or something. Um, Man, that means his passing attempts projection is maybe only like 29 and a half. Even if I can get him 30 and a half, I'll take Geno Smith over that for passing attempts. So, yeah, follow me on Twitter to see if I actually release those or not um, and add it to my uh, final card. But, yeah, so those are the props. And, guys, just thanks for listening. I I do the show. I put so much time and effort into my picks every week. I I study. I do so much injury, injury reports, studying, and... Just watch, I watch literally every single game, all the highlights of every game. I've done this for such a long time. I just I really know what I'm doing with this stuff, guys. I really do. Um, but with that said, just my personal life, my job, and juggling all this, this is the only time I really have to do a podcast. I try to do one during the week, but sometimes I don't get to it. So my only time is Saturday night right now with you guys. That's it. That's all I have. So I know I sound kind of, you know, foggy minded. I'm kind of stumbling over my words. I'm, you know, I'm just tired, guys, you know, just flat out. But I promise you when I made these picks, when I placed these bets, my mind was sharp. I was attentive and I was ready to go looking at every single angle possible. Um, Now, with that said, 
Let's continue. So I have four other plays left. My four final plays of the card, you know, barring any of the player prop lines show up. First one is a 1.5 unit two-team teaser. It's the Kansas City money line paired with the New England Patriots money line. I got this minus 108 on FanDuel back on like Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, I think you can get it around the same price now because there's been some buyback money on Tennessee against the Chiefs. So who knows? Maybe um, maybe it's the same line for you guys too. Um, simply put, Tennessee's phony. I've, I've known this since last year. I figured them out. They were phony. Buffalo was sleepwalking last week, guys. Sleepwalking uh, against the Titans' offense. And then even at the end, they still should have won. Um, just kind of, kind of how this thing works, Kansas City's going to put up points regardless. They're getting uh, Chris Jones back this week. It looks like he's going to play. He, he practiced in full on Friday. So I think he's going to play. So that front four for Kansas City is all healthy, finally. Uh, they're missing Anthony Hitchens, but, you know, I, I don't know. I like I like their rookie linebacker and the other linebackers. They're not great. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's the weakness of the defense for sure. Um, but, yeah, I kind of like them to play better. They looked better last week against Washington. I know it's Washington, but they still look better. And they have talent, and they have a smart defensive coordinator he takes chances but he knows what he's doing it's just I don't I don't think Kansas City's defense is as bad as the stats have been for them the first you know five games of the season I think they'll bring those stats back down to what they really are which is just an average defense to slightly bad defense not a league worst defense so I do expect them to play a little bit better. I think that they get some timely stops against Tennessee. And, yeah, I, I just – Tennessee's 4-2. and two, Kansas City's 3-3. Three and three. Kansas City, they're going to be the more motivated team. So when I look to bet teams to win, I look at the first, first key factor is motivation. What team's going to want it more? Which, which team is more desperate? I love betting on those teams. So in this case, Kansas City is clearly more desperate than Tennessee. Tennessee is going to probably run away with the division, okay? I mean, they're not going to get challenged. Maybe the Colts, maybe, but I don't really think so. Um, And I think they play the Colts next week or the week after, so maybe there's a little look-ahead spot for the Titans. I don't know. I don't think they're overlooking the Chiefs, but um, still. And then... I believe the Chiefs lost to the Titans last time they played the Titans uh, in the regular season. I know they beat them in the postseason. But, yeah, just bottom line, this is a Kansas City spot. I feel really good about it. And then New England, of course, playing the Jets again. You know, let's not really talk about that one as much. Um, The Jets' offense is still trying to figure out what they want to do, and Zach Wilson's still a rookie quarterback. And the Patriots, this is just a a win spot. I mean, they're 2-4. and They could be 4-2. and They're going to find a way to win this game. I like that. I like that two-team teaser a lot, guys. 
1.5 units, Kansas City money line, New England money line. All right, next play, 1.5 units. So, again, the last, you know, strong best bet for this week. Uh, it's a three-leg parlay, two sides, and one game total. So the two sides are Tampa Bay minus two and Los Angeles Rams minus five and a half. And then the total is Tennessee, Kansas City game, over 46 and a half total points. I really like this one. This one might be my most favorite one of the week, my most confident one of the week. Let's start with Tampa. Tampa Bay's playing Chicago, where, who they lost to last year on Thursday Night Football. Tom Brady remembers these things. Don't think he doesn't, okay? He's very competitive. He doesn't want to lose these guys again. I know they don't have Antonio Brown. They don't have Rob Gronkowski. They don't have um, Levante David. They might not have Jason Pierre-Paul. I know. I know all this stuff. But, and their second cornerback across Jamel, Jamel Dean might be Ross Cockrell or Pierre Desir. I know. I, I, I get it, guys. It's not ideal for that. But what is great, they still stop the run really well. They still rush the passer really well. Even though they don't have the sack numbers this year, they still rush the passer really well. And Justin Fields... The biggest problem with Justin Fields when I, over the last two games that I've watched him, the highlights as well, he doesn't have a good plan when things break down. If his throws aren't there, he doesn't have a good plan in place. He runs around. He doesn't, he doesn't throw the ball out of bounds. He takes bad hits. He doesn't know how to throw the ball at receiver's feet just to get, like a, you know, get not take a sack. He does. He's unsure if he wants to run or not. Now he ran a little bit more last week against the Packers, but again, he doesn't have a clear plan. And Matt Nagy's just Matt Nagy. I mean, he's not a very good offensive coordinator. He's probably not a very good head coach in that as well. So, um, keep it simple, guys. Let's not talk about this one too long. Tampa Bay is going to win that game, and. I think by at least a touchdown, at least. So minus two, they just have to win by three. Uh, the next side is the Los Angeles Rams, minus five and a half at home against the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff's homecoming, I guess you could say. And then also Matt Stafford's playing against his former team, the Lions. So a lot of cool storylines coming into this one. The bottom line is this. I like motivation. I play on that. It's worked for me big time. Even though it's only the Lions, you better believe Sean McVay, after he trashed Jared Goff by not you know, being respectful to him and their bad working relationship, you better believe Sean McVay does not want to lose to Jared Goff. Okay? Sean McVay is very competitive. Very, very competitive guy. He wants to hang 50 on these boys. <laughs> I'm telling you, he wants to hang 50 on them. Okay? Now, I don't think he will. 
I think he'll just get to 35 in, into the 30s and just chill and maybe sneak into 40, low 40s uh, in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, let's just keep it simple, guys. Jared Goff will be motivated, but the Lions' defense is just that bad. It's that bad. And the Rams' defense is not that bad. And Jared Goff could play very well, but they don't have – good enough talent at the skill positions. They have Khalif Raymond and, again, Amon Ross St. Brown. Homecoming for him as well. He went to USC. So you could, I don't know, look onto that angle for a player prop. I thought about it. I pondered it. Um, I think it's still a good play. I thought, I thought about it. And I don't know. I mean, he might, but I, I just I can't trust it, guys. I don't know. I can't trust it. So, yeah, keep that one simple. They have to win by six or more for that part of the uh, parlay to cover. I think they do. I think they win by ten at least at worst case scenario. Uh, maybe. Excuse me, sorry, guys. Um, I mean, maybe they're winning by seventeen in the fourth quarter, and Jared Goff gets some trash garbage time touchdown, and they win by ten. You know, that's the only way. You know, this is. Yeah, I love five and a half. You know, some weird fluky stuff happens and they go into overtime and the Rams just need a touchdown to, to win. Um, yeah, they'll cover it that way too. So I like that, those first two sides. And the last part of the parlay is Tennessee, Kansas City game total over 46 and a half. So if you know anything about NFL totals, 47 is a very key number. A lot of games uh land on 47 compared to other numbers the other numbers are 40 uh, 41 51 and 55 so those and 47 48 so those numbers are the ones you want to stay away from so 46 and a half i like that a lot kansas city gets the 30 points so let's just put it that way Kansas City, more likely than not, is going to get to 30 points, maybe 28 points, worst-case scenario. Now, Tennessee also gets to 20 points pretty much every week, no matter what. So just, I mean, and this goes back to last year, guys. I looked at last year as well. And just the way these two defenses are playing, Tennessee's so banged up in the secondary, it's not even funny, and they don't get a pass rush. Mahomes is going to be able to throw the ball everywhere tomorrow. At will. And so he's going to put up points. They're going to get to 28. Um, they're going to get to 28, guys. I mean, worst case, they get to 24. That means it's a tight game, and Tennessee got to 23. So Tennessee will get to 20. Kansas City will get to 28. I like that to go over for sure, guys. A lot of pride, a lot of, a lot of the offensive firepower there. Too much talent on the field for uh, it not to get to 47 points. Um, so yeah, that's the, the three leg parlay 1.5 unit teaser. That's probably my strongest play of the week right there. If I had to have a strongest play, which I usually do. Um, reason I didn't do two units is, I don't know. It's just really, I, I don't like putting over unders and two unit plays all the time unless I feel great about it. And I feel great about that one, but I'm more so like 42 and a half. Um, 
and then the Rams minus five and a half. I don't know. Just putting that five and a half number kind of feels weird. So, um, yeah, we'll keep 1.5 unit. I still think that one cashes easily, guys. All right, last two plays of the week. Uh, next play is a one unit, two team teaser. Cincinnati Bengals plus 11 and a half paired with the Green Bay Packers money line. This was minus 112 on FanDuel. It was a heck of a line right there. All the other places were giving me like 120, 125, 130. So, yeah, let's start with the Bengals. The Bengals uh, have been talking this week in their press conferences, and they've been saying that they're tired of being the whipping boys to the Ravens. They're tired of it. They don't want to be, they don't want to be known as just, you know, getting it taken to all the time against the Ravens. And they say it needs to end this week. And so they're coming in. Again, motivation, guys, motivation. The Ravens aren't motivated to beat the Bengals. I mean, yeah, they want to. I mean, they know it's going to be a tough game, and they have a bye week next week. They're going to be motivated to play well. But a team that continuously loses to another team and is just tired of losing to that team, they play hard. They play with a lot of passion and energy. Cincinnati's completely healthy on both sides of the ball, except for uh, Trey Waynes, their cornerback. But they, they have good, they have okay depth. They have okay depth. It's not awful. And then, you know, they're not going to have to worry. I mean, Lamar throwing the ball is kind of fluky right now. His numbers are way, way high up compared to his career averages. And he's been, he's been making better decisions this year. I'll give I'll give Lamar that. But still, he just he he's not a natural passer. And so I like the Bengals defense. I I, I honestly think the Bengals are going to win this game. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on my pickums and have the Bengals be, beating the Ravens. I think I'm going to. And then for the bet purpose, uh, you know, 11 and a half. That's a basically a, it, not basically. It's a field goal, two point conversion, and a touchdown. So many a times there's like the game's twenty eight to twenty in the fourth quarter, and the team gets a field goal, and it's thirty one to twenty. You know, or it's uh, what what else is a weird score that happens like uh, fourteen? I, I don't know. It, games land on eleven a lot, so I got eleven and a half. It's a really good number. I think it's a one-touchdown game. I like Cincinnati. If I could have got plus seven, I probably would have just taken Cincinnati straight up on the spread. But it's only a six and a half. Um, yeah, so the other reason why I like that pick a lot is because the Ravens secondary is giving up, uh, giving up passes. And there's just too much firepower for Cincinnati. Uh, that back door will be open late in the game, and Cincinnati will score off of pride, and they'll cover somehow, some way. I really like them to cover uh, the 11.5. And, and then Green Bay money line at home against Washington. I'm only worried because they lost last year to a 1-4 Vikings team or 1-5 Vikings team at home, and they were playing Thursday night the following week. And so they're in the same spot. And, yeah, I just, it makes me feel a little weird. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to take care of business or not. I think that they are. All, all signs point to that they should. 
Um, but, you know, just in case they don't, that's why I only kept this as a one-unit play. I feel very good about this. I feel like this catches a lot more times than not. So it, it's definitely a play on for me. I'd love to do two team teasers instead of three leg parlays. I prefer two team teasers. Uh, so that way I can eliminate some of the risk. And, you know, with having three teams and three different bets hitting uh, in order to, you know, cover your to win the bet in general. So, yeah, I like two team teasers. I like this one a lot, guys. I like that one. Okay. Last play of the week is one unit. It's a six-leg parlay. It's minus 133 on FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel, I think, was the second place I could only, you know, conjure up this type of bet. Um, basically, in short, I did three teams that I like to win, getting seven and a half points, coupled with the three biggest favorites of the week. Okay, so the bet is Kansas City Chiefs plus seven and a half with New England Patriots plus seven and a half with the Green Bay Packers plus seven and a half. And then the Arizona money line, Tampa Bay money line, Los Angeles Rams money line. It's minus 133 on FanDuel, guys. That, that's going to hit. That's going to hit. Um, the only way it doesn't hit is if Kansas City somehow loses by eight or more to Tennessee because New England's not losing by eight at home to the Jets. Green Bay's not losing by eight to Washington at home. I mean, they could, but I just really don't see it. Um, Arizona's going to beat Texans at home. Tampa Bay's going to beat the Bears at home, and the Rams are going to beat the Lions at home. So... Yeah, we just need Kansas City and Green Bay not to have a complete meltdown. Same with the Patriots. Just those three teams. Basically, in order for this bet to lose, one of these six teams wouldn't just have to play bad. They would have to have a complete meltdown. Okay, a complete meltdown. Um, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I think that one cashes easily. Um, that's why I'm willing to play the minus 133 juice. Okay, so those are the seven plays for the week, guys. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, I then go into the second part of the show where I go over all of the spread picks and over-unders that I'll pick because I want to track it this year. And then I'll also be talking about my top three spread and top three total plays. I want to track that this year as well. So I get my top three spread plays, my top three total plays. Now I'm not playing these, these plays. I'm not, I'm not placing any money. I'm not doing any bets on these plays, but I just want to track these for tracking purposes just to see how I do this year with all those plays to see maybe if I feel more confident doing them in the future next year. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll go over all my spread plays and totals and then what are my top three most confident from those plays. Then I go over the three highest totals for the week and the three lowest totals uh, of the week as well and track those um, because I heard that usually the three highest totals in a week 
cash more times than not, going over. And the three lowest totals of the week usually go under. So I want to test that theory that I've heard on YouTube and other news outlets that I listen to for uh, NFL betting. And so far, they've been right. Those totals have gone over, and the three lowest totals have gone under more times than not. So they've been very profitable, both of them. So uh, I just want to point that out to you guys, give you a little more information on that. And then I want to track the bye weeks, uh, how teams play coming off of a bye week, and then how teams play before going into a bye week. Do they cover in the first half spread? Do they win the game? Do they cover this <clears throat> the game spread? And then does it go over, under uh, the total, the game total? So with all that said, guys, let me get right into it. And to make it a little more interesting, rather than just me talking about um, who I'm just going to pick, I'll give my most crucial, this is going to decide the spread and the total. And that's why I'm going to take it. So it'll still be a quick segment, but I'll give a better, um, you know, just more interesting insight into each game and what's going to determine each game. Okay, so with that said, let's get into it, guys. Week 7, uh, Thursday Night Football, uh, where the Browns... I did have the Browns winning that, by the way. I know I, I, it's past the show, but I did have that, and I did have the under because of the weather. So that cash for me. And then over, I don't know, I think it's 47 but I'm going to have under 47. Okay. And, yeah, basically why I took Cleveland minus two was because I like Case Keenum better than Baker Mayfield. And I just think they're the, a better coach team and just a team with more direction and more purpose. So that's why I took Cleveland in that spot. I thought it was a complete overreaction, taking Denver, all that Denver money coming in. And then, again, under you just take the under every single time there's 25-mile-per-hour winds in Cleveland, which there were sustained 25-mile-per-hour winds on Thursday night. The games go under, guys. I mean, last year they played the Raiders in that type of weather and Houston in that type of weather, and I don't even think the game total got over 20 points. So, yeah, that's a little advice. Whenever there's wind in Cleveland, 25 mile per hour wins or more, take the under. If it's just 20, I, I've been kind of following this stuff closely last season. If it's 20 mile per hour sustained wins, I, it does affect it a little bit. You know, it, it definitely will. It will probably most likely go under. But if it's if it's less than 20, it, I don't think it affects it too, too much. Sustained winds uh, of 15 miles per hour, of under 20 miles per hour. So that's just something to keep in the back of your head. Okay, let's keep going. Next game is Cincinnati, Baltimore, uh, six and a half. I like Cincinnati, six and a half. And I think it's going to come down to Cincinnati keeping this a close game. And I think they will. I think it stays within a field goal or a one possession game. 
And even if Baltimore scores a late touchdown, I think Cincinnati has the ability to tie it up late uh, more times than not. And I like Cincinnati's defense. I just think Cincinnati's the more rounded team right now. I think I think they're they're gonna play hard. I get that motivation factor. That's why I got Cincy plus six and a half. Now with Cincy taking the plus six and a half, I will go over whatever it is. It's 45. I see 45 and a half, so I'll go 45 and a half. Reason I am taking over is because Baltimore is going to be able to score points. I feel pretty confident in that. Um, even though Cincinnati has a pretty good run defense and their secondary plays well um, at times too. Um, if Cincinnati is scoring points, which I think they will, Baltimore will find a way to score points. So that's why I think it's going to go over. Okay, next game, Carolina minus three at the Giants. This is a giant spot, guys. This is a complete New York giant spot. Um, plus three. Home dog playing Carolina. I know Sam Darnold's coming back to the stadium he played with the Jets and Robbie Anderson as well. Um, I just know the Giants defense hasn't played well enough to what they're capable of and their coaching level is with Patrick Graham. And they're going to put it all together tomorrow. They're pretty much completely healthy. Um, and Sam Donald's not looking too great right now. So with all that said, that's kind of the biggest lean for me. If I had more faith in Sam Donald being able to handle pressures and a well-coached defense like the Giants, then I would lean the Panthers. But, man, I don't know why. I mean, the Panthers aren't playing well. They don't have uh, their middle linebacker right now, Shaq Thompson. So they're kind of a mess, guys. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying that New York isn't either with Daniel Jones. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I don't really like either side. So if you have to give me a side, I like the Giants at home in a angry mood. You know, they need to win that game. I like that. Over-unders at 42-43. Man, guys, I don't know. I don't really have a great lean on this. I mean, if anything... Both quarterbacks turn the ball over, and both these defenses are good at turning the ball over. So when there's a lot of turnovers, it creates short fields and a lot of scoring. I'm going to go over 42.5 for that reason. If the quarterbacks weren't turning the ball over, then that's an obvious um, under spot. So when you're betting over-unders, guys, you don't want to bet unders with teams that turn the ball over a lot because it creates that short field, which uh, ends up with quick scores. And when you have quick scores, um, there's more game uh, clock left. So just simple, simple, simple thinking, football terminology there. Um, Quick scores lead to overs. Okay, so next play is Washington Green Bay. Uh, Wow, there's been a lot of Green Bay. Well, I guess that's not that surprising because the public money's coming in on Green Bay now. Um, The line's up to minus eight, minus eight and a half for Green Bay. 
I actually like Washington to cover that. I think the back door is going to be open late in that game. Even if Green Bay's up two touchdowns, I could see Washington scoring late and Green Bay just not caring because they're playing on Thursday night. So I'll take eight and a half with Washington. And I think it's for that reason of why it's going to go eight and a half uh, for Washington is that Green Bay is just going to want to win and get out of there. I don't think they're going to try to win and crush them. And I know Washington has a lot of pride with the players and that coaching staff. They're going to be ready to play football tomorrow. So Green Bay is going to have to bring it. They're going to have to bring it. And I think they will. I think they'll find a way to win. But I think Washington plays hard and keeps it a little close. Um, Yep. And so the over-under in that is uh, 47.5. I like over 47.5 just because of Washington playing hard and Green Bay probably go up points in the fourth quarter if they're, if they're leading. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll get to 24 points for sure, tw- uh, 27 points against Washington. So then you just, you know, basically need Washington to get three touchdowns and three extra points. I think so. I think it gets there. Um, next game, Kansas City, Tennessee. Um, man, you got minus four and a half and five. I mean, this is kind of, this is like the exact same line for Buffalo last week, and Buffalo was supposed to have a more complete defense. So it's kind of like, is Tennessee gonna keep this within a field goal? Pretty much, that's kind of what you're hoping for. Um, it's hard to tell. I. I, I mean, again, you know I'm picking the Chiefs to win this game. I just feel really convicted the Chiefs are going to win. Um, how they're going to win, I don't know. I really don't know. But I just have a very, very good feeling that they're going to win this game. Somehow, some way, they will figure it out and they will win. Um, man, I guess I'll pick the Chiefs. I mean, this one's hard, guys. I mean, I mean, you can make it easy argument for uh for the plus five plus four and a half for uh tennessee i mean you could easily i mean just lose by a field goal and, and they cover and they win i could see that for sure um but i i think kansas city's figuring it out i think they're angry and they know they need to win and they want to win big and they don't want to make it close they want to win comfortably i think they uh i think they f- find a way to get that done so that means if they're doing that, they're probably going to score into the 30s. Uh, 57 and a half is just so, such a tall number. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I think, uh, I don't know, guys. 57 and a half is just, it's just a little too high for me. Um, Atlanta, Miami. I'm, I'm going to, I mean, guys, this is kind of like a dolphin spot to me. I mean, really, I really feel like it's a dolphin spot. I think Atlanta is the better coach team, but I this, this just smells like a Miami spot for me. So I'm going to go Miami plus three. I'll buy the point. I'll buy the half point. And then the over-under... Uh, it's 47 and a half. I'm going to go under 47 and a half. Okay, so this is this is my thought process in this game, guys, what I think it's going to be determined by. Miami plus three, or Miami two and a half. 
it's just a spot for them. Atlanta can't stop the pass, so Miami's going to be able to move the ball and score on Atlanta if they need to, and I think Atlanta melts down. Um, and then Miami's getting their defense healthy back this week. Atlanta's coming off their bye week, and those teams usually start off slow and are kind of sluggish. Um, I I just got a hunch. I, I guess I'll just keep it simple. I got a hunch Miami's going to win that game. And the over-under, yeah, under 47.5. I th- these teams play are not super efficient offensively, and their defenses play good red zone defense for the most part. Um. The Jets at New England. I got New England minus seven. I'll take it. I'm not worried about it. New England, New England minus seven. And then the over-under is 42 and a half. I'll go under 42 and a half. And, yeah, just simple. Bill Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks. They already beat them once pretty handedly this season. New England's due for a win. They're going to be focused at home. They'll win. I think they'll win by a margin. And then we'll keep it under. I think the Jets' offense struggles still against New England. And I don't think New England's looking to run up the score. I think they're just trying to have an efficient game plan and and win. So, yeah, that's that. Ooh, excuse me, guys. Um, okay, Detroit and the Rams. Minus 16 and a half. I, I just feel like that's such a steep number. It's so hard to to lay that, but I'm going to. I'll go. I'll go the Rams minus. I see a 15 and a half, but I'll I'll do just minus 16. Um. Yeah. I, I like I like the Rams to come out and play hard. Stafford and McVay playing with purpose and kind of you know anger a little bit. You know, wanting to prove it to the other team that you know you guys messed up, got the short end of the stick. Um, over unders at 15 and a half. I'm going over. I, I really like the over in this game. Um, just because I think, uh, Jared Goff does mustard up, uh, two touchdown drives. Uh, so I do think he gets to 14 points and then, uh, I think LA gets to 40 from our high thirties. I do. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Give me over there. Next play, Philadelphia and Las Vegas. I'm tight. I'm taking Las Vegas. I know Darren Waller might not play tomorrow. Uh, I'll take the two and a half with Las Vegas, and I will go under forty-eight and a half. So the reason I'm taking Las Vegas is Jalen Hurst just is not a great, accurate, confident passing quarterback, and Las Vegas is has a bye week next week. And they're coming home, first home game without Gruden. I think the fans are going to have their back. I think they're going to be really up for this game. Uh, still, I now I could see the the I could see the the hangover with Las Vegas after the bye week, but not not this week, not before the bye week. Not coming home to their fans, who's going to have their back, and they want to win. They're in a great spot. They want to win before the bye week. They don't want to go into the bye week having to answer all these questions about Gruden and emails when after a loss. You know, if, if they win, it's going to be a lot easier to handle the bye week. They're going to be ready to play. I think I really do believe I think Las Vegas is the better team. 
They have a veteran presence throughout the entire team. Philadelphia does not. Okay, their offensive line is, you know, experienced, but their skill position players, their coaching, and their linebackers are just they're just not good enough, guys. They're not good enough. Las Vegas, Las Vegas should win that one. I'm really thinking about I might make that play. If Darren Waller plays, I think I'm gonna go uh half a unit just the spread minus two and a half for Las Vegas. I really think I am. Um, and then yeah, under 48 and a half Philly. I don't think, I think they struggle to score and Las Vegas. I don't think they struggle to score, but I, I think they score well, but I don't think they score, you know, crazy efficiently. Um, yeah. So four games left guys. Let me breeze through these last four real quick. Chicago at Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay to win by a margin. I got minus 11 and a half. I'll take it. Justin Fields, that's kind of what it comes down to me. He doesn't have a very good plan. Matt Nagy's not really helping him out either, in my opinion. Um, the over-unders at 47. I'll go under 47. Uh, a lot of pride on that Bears defense and Tampa Bay defense. I don't, I don't like that to go over. I like that one to stay under 47. And the next one is Houston at Arizona. I'm actually going to have Houston covering this. Uh, plus 18. I mean, gosh, to lose by more than 18 in the NFL, it's just so hard to do. I mean, they might be losing by 25 at the uh, end of the game. But I could see Houston you know, putting something together. You know, Arizona doesn't want to win big. Remember, they're, they're playing on... Thursday night. They just want to win and get out. So Houston plus 18, I'll take that. And then I will take over the 47 and a half because I think Houston doesn't get blown out. I think they score 14, 17 points, and Arizona gets to 30, 33, and relaxes and chills. Um, okay. Sunday night football, Indianapolis at San Francisco. Uh, man, guys, this one's so tough. Uh, I'll go San Fran minus four. I think they're just due. I like that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. The Trey Lance experiment experiment was not very good at all, guys. Just not very good at all. Um, the over-under is 43. Gosh, that's such a low total. I'm going to go over 43. I think both of these teams can score. I like both of their defenses. But, I don't know, it just feels a little too low for that game. I can't really explain it why. I just, I think there's more scoring there. I see 42s. I'm going to put 42 there. I'm going to go over 42. Okay, last spread play, New Orleans minus four. I'm taking New Orleans minus four. I think they have a better defense than Pittsburgh. And... I think that they just take care of business against them. I just feel that way. And then I will go under 42 and a half. New Orleans is a straight under team. So, yeah, that's where I'm at, guys, with that play right there. All those uh, over-unders and, and team total sides and all that stuff. Okay, so my top three spread plays for the week would be this. Uh, definitely Las Vegas minus two and a half. 
Um, I'm going to go with oh, the Bengals. I like Cincinnati plus six and a half. You know what? I'll buy the point with Cincinnati. I'll buy the point to make it plus seven. Um, and the last spread play of the week will be... And I like, uh, let me see. Um, last confidence spread play of the week. I guess the Giants. I just, I like the Giants, guys. I like the Giants plus three. Okay. The top three over-unders of the week are... I will go the New Orleans Seattle under 42 and a half. And then I will go, actually, sorry, I see a 43 there. I'll go under 43. And then the other one, I will go, um, I like the Cincinnati game to go over, over 45 and a half. And then the last one, I will say uh, Green Bay, Washington over 47 and a half. Okay, so those will be my three plays uh, for spreads and totals this week that I like. Okay, so the three highest overs. This week are, we'll track them. I'll tell you what the season totals are on that. Obviously, Kansas City, uh, Tennessee, over 57. Okay. And then Detroit. Yeah, I like that Detroit to go over 50 and a half. I really like that one. Um, I think I should play that. Let me see here, guys. Um, what else is the three, the, the third highest total? Uh, I think it's Philadelphia, Las Vegas. It is. Okay, so it's Philly, Las Vegas at, let's see, 48 and a half. I see a 48 and a half. Yeah, like, I could see that. Okay, the three lowest totals are obviously the New Orleans 43. The uh, New England game under, let's see, what's the highest number? 42 and a half. And then the last one is the Giants at 43. New York Giants under 43. Okay. So, yeah, let me read you these. Uh, numbers up for the year for the totals, the three highest totals and going over and the three lowest totals going under. So on the season, they are, let me add last week's in there, six and, whoa, hey, six and six. So what, 12? Uh, 12, is that really it? 12 divided by 3 is 4. 
I don't think, I think I got some adding up to do. Oh, yeah, I got some adding up to do, guys. Sorry. Um, they're profitable, guys. They are profitable. I will say that. They're, they are definitely profitable, um, especially the unders so far this season. I'll try to work on that next week and give you a more accurate uh, thing. Uh, okay, so the last thing that I just want to track are the teams going into a buy and the teams coming off of a buy. So I'll go over that next week. Uh, I don't have much else, guys. That's it for the show. Um, if your state's getting into sports gambling and you want to have an incredible offer, I do have access to great uh deposit match bonuses for various sports books so message me direct message me on twitter at free nfl bets and i can help you out with that so that's it for the show guys we're gonna we got back in the green last week it felt great it felt really good this week i want to sweep the entire board i want to sweep it i want to get in the double digits for the season i think we can do it this week i feel really good with all the plays so with that said, guys, like, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend. I'm doing this for free. And, yeah, free winning NFL bets. See you next week, guys.